Good morning, friends. Uh, today's message is titled, One Hit Wonder, and it is being based on Psalm 145. One of my favorite hymns is also one of my favorite hymn stories, because it's almost a non-story. Now, a lot of the hymns that we've grown up singing were written in response to dramatic turning points in the composer's life. This hymn I'm going to talk about this morning, uh, however, was not the result of a turning point as much as it was the result of a lifelong reflection. Now, while many hymns and songs are born out of a dramatic experience, this is just simply the result of an author's morning-by-morning recognition of God's faithfulness. Now, this is a 20th century hymn, but the story begins in the 19th century in the southern state of Kentucky. The year was 1893, and a young newspaper editor named Thomas Obadiah Chisholm surrendered his life to Jesus. He was 27 at the time, and his dream uh, became that someday he would serve God full-time in the ministry. Now, eventually he was able to serve as a pastor in a Methodist church, but his appointment lasted only a year, and he was forced to resign because of poor health. He then moved to New Jersey and began selling life insurance while remaining active in his local church. Now, over the years, he wrote well over a thousand hymns and sacred poems, and he often submitted them to various periodicals for publication. A few of them made their way into print, though he himself never became well known. Later in life, at the age of 75, he wrote, My income has not been large at any time due to impaired health in the earlier years, which has followed me until now although I must not fail to record the unfailing faithfulness of a covenant-keeping God, for which I am filled with astonishing gratefulness. So Thomas Chisholm finally retired at the age of 87. He spent his last years in a retirement home, and in 1960, at the age of 94, he went home to be with the Lord. But it was a song that he wrote years earlier, in 1923, at the age of 57, for which he is known today. If you've ever been in church very long, I'm pretty sure you know what hymn I'm talking about. It was written by a man who lived, by and large, an unremarkable life, knowing neither fame nor fortune, but he didn't know, but he did know something about the day by day, morning by morning goodness of God in every area of life, and that's what makes this hymn great. Virtually every line is pulled from the scriptures and reminds us of how the God we serve is faithful in every way. Even when we think things aren't working out exactly as we'd like, we can still see his hand at work in every moment of the day. Now, these are the words of that Thomas Obadiah Chisholm wrote. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. And, of course, this is the chorus. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Yes, Thomas Obadiah Chisholm never achieved fame or fortune in this life. As a musician, you might call him a latecomer or a one-hit wonder. But he lived a great life because he experienced and he understood and he recognized and Yes, he appreciated the morning-by-morning faithfulness of God in his life. So this morning, as we kind of reflect on this hymn, I'm going to challenge you to develop a great-is-thy-faithfulness perspective, a great-is-thy-faithfulness worldview. I'm going to challenge you to see everything about your life in terms of the faithfulness of God. Now, we tend to focus all too much and all too often on the unfaithfulness of the world. 
I mean, there's so much wrong in the world around us, so much heartbreak, so much hate, so much violence. Sometimes that's all we can see, and we ask ourselves, God, why does it have to be this way? We kind of have a tendency all too much and all too often to focus on our own struggles with faithfulness. The desire within us is to be holy, but we're far from holy. The desire within us to do good, but like Paul said, for what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. That's in Romans 7. It's a well-established fact that none of us will ever be able to write the hymn, Great is My Faithfulness, because we all stumble and fall. But today I'd challenge all of you to take your eyes off the world, take your eyes off yourself, take your eyes off your problems and your failed expectations, and learn to look at life through the faithfulness of God. Now the text for today is Psalm 145. We're going to look at three things you can do to move in God's direction. Three ways you can learn to recognize and appreciate God's faithfulness. One of these is focus on the truth of God's faithfulness as revealed in the biblical narrative. When you read the Bible, you encounter again and again examples of God's faithfulness to his people. He makes his promises, and he keeps his promises. Verse 13 of our psalm says, The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. This doesn't mean that his people never have problems or never face hard times. It does uh, that mean that we can be sure that no matter what we face, God will see us through. See, when you face a problem or an obstacle or disappointment, when you struggle with sin and you lose the battle, your mind will begin to access its dominant content. Whatever fills your mind with, uh, that will be begin to replay. If you fill your mind all day with the miserable content you find online, well, what a mess the world is in and it's only getting worse or this country is headed towards hell in a handbasket. Uh, you, you can't trust anyone because everyone's out there to get you. People are rotten to the core and and so on. If this is what you fill your mind with day in and day out, it will begin to shape your worldview. It will dictate how you respond to difficult situations. It's kind of like the old computer axiom, uh, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. And for this reason, you need to make a concerted effort to fill your mind with the truth of God's word so that you can meditate on his attributes, his goodness, his mercy, his love, and his faithfulness. That This way, instead of G-I-G-O, garbage in and garbage out, it becomes TiVo, truth in, victory out. When you look at the first verse of this great hymn, you see it's nothing but scripture, one verse after another. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord my Father. That's Lamentations 3.23. There is no shadow of turning with me, with thee, James 1.17. Thou changest not. Malachi 3.6 Thy compassions, they fail not. Lamentations 3 again. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Hebrews 13.5 And then the chorus. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. That's Lamentations 3 again. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. That's Psalm 145, verses 15 and 16, today's text. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Lamentations 3. When he sat down to write this hymn, the word of God just flowed out of his heart onto the page because the word was so deeply ingrained in his spirit that he could not see his life from any other perspective, even though his life hadn't always been a bed of roses. So here's what I'm challenging you to do. If you don't 
already. Make it your priority to spend some time in the Word every day, first thing each morning if possible, meditating on the goodness of God rather than the badness of the world or the business of everyone else or the bigness of your problems. Focus on the goodness of God as it's revealed to us in Scripture. When you look to the Word for signs of His faithfulness, you'll find it on every page. This is why David wrote in verse 2, Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Friends, if you want to develop a great is thy faithfulness perspective on life, spend time every day in the Word. Now here's the second way you can learn to recognize and appreciate God's faithfulness. Focus on the witness of God's faithfulness as observed in nature. David said in verse 5, I will meditate on your wonderful works. And this includes the work of God's creation. In Psalm 19, verse 1, David said, The heavens declare the glory of God, and skies proclaim the work of his hands. Or look at Psalm 36. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. When David looked at creation, he didn't just see the deep blue sky. He looked to the sky and thought, You know, this reminds me of God's great love and faithfulness. He didn't just see a mountain. He looked at the mountains and thought, this reminds me of God's righteousness. And the mighty sea reminds me of his justice. And as he looked around, he saw reminders of God's goodness everywhere. When you look at people, you'll find nothing but a fallen mess, a world gone wrong. But in God's creation, you see signs of his faithfulness everywhere. Thomas Chisholm wrote, Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. See, just like spring is faithful to follow winter and summer is faithful to follow spring, God is faithful to his word, faithful to his promise, and faithful to his people. Just like the morning light follows the darkest hours of the night, God's faithful to lead you out of your darkness into his marvelous light. And again, here's what I challenge you to do. As you look at the world around you, As you observe God's creation, look for the signs, the evidence, the symbols, and the illustrations of his character. I'm challenging you to make it your habit to focus on goodness where goodness exists, to focus on beauty where beauty exists, to look for any reason, any excuse to celebrate God's faithfulness. The signs are all around you, friends. Now, here's a third way to learn to appreciate God's faithfulness in your life. Focus on the reality of God's faithfulness as revealed in his daily presence. David goes on to write in verses 8, 9, and 14, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. When Thomas Chisholm wrote, Morning by morning, new mercies I see, he was referencing Lamentations 3. Let me read this to you from the English Standard Version. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. If you want to learn to appreciate the faithfulness of God, you need to experience the reality of his mercy firsthand. And you know something, friends? We're all in the same boat. We've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, not one of us. We're all in desperate need of a mercy. If you don't believe it, go back and read Romans 3 again. I mean, there are some who are not yet willing to recognize this. They don't see themselves as part of the sin problem. They see themselves as the innocent victim of everybody else's sin. I mean, if they believe in God at all, they resent him for all that's, all that's wrong with the world, all the evil, 
yet themselves they're not willing to come to grips with their own fallenness and their own brokenness. More than one person has said to me, I don't need a savior. I haven't done anything that needs to be forgiven. And yet their lives are kind of a mess. It's just like an alcoholic cannot begin the road to recover until he or she's willing to say, I, I admit that I'm powerless over alcohol and my life's out of control. None of us can begin the road to a life of victory until we're ready to admit our own brokenness, our own sinfulness. These verses in Lamentations 3 are among my favorites for a very good reason. I need them. I need new mercy every day, and so do you. And the good news is that we can count on it. <clears throat> now, I can't sing the song, Great is My Faithfulness, because I still stumble and fall even after all these years. But every morning, God presents you and me with an amazing gift, the opportunity to begin each day brand new, filled with his mercy. See, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. That's Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 8. His mercy never comes to an end. It's new every morning. This means that you can begin every day in a right relationship with him, in fellowship with him. In the third verse of the great hymn, Chisholm wrote, Pardon for sin and the peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. This is about so much more than just having your sins washed away. It's about living each day in his presence, experiences his peace, his power, his victory, his hope, in spite of the circumstances. It begins with a willingness to say each and every day, God, I need you. I need your help. I need your mercy. I need your presence in my life. David wrote in verse 18 of our text, The Lord is near to all who call on him. So friends, when you call on him, he's going to hear. When you ask for mercy, he extends it. When you need his strength, he gives it. Because his steadfast love never ceases. It's a fact of life that every item on your personal wish list will not be checked off when it comes time for you to check out. There are some things in life that we may never experience. Thomas Chisholm had hoped to be a pastor, but it didn't happen. He would have liked to have made more money, I'm sure, but that didn't happen either. Most of the multiplied hundreds of hymns and sacred poems that he wrote remain unpublished to this day. But this seemingly unremarkable life that he had lived became truly remarkable for one reason. Through it all, he never lost sight of the faithfulness of God, the wonder of mercy, the beauty of creation, the truth of God's word. And so the story behind this hymn is almost a non-story. It wasn't written in response to a climactic, life-changing event. It was written in reflection of a life spent in appreciation of God's unfailing faithfulness. I want us all to learn to live with a great as thy faithfulness perspective of life, but how do we get there? Well, friends, you find it by looking for it. Each and every morning, his mercies are new. Each and every day, he extends this promise once again. I am near to all who call on me. When you make it your habit to seek God's presence every day, you begin to see evidence of his faithfulness all around you. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.